the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Messy Walk podcast. Hello, hello. I'm here with Pastor Adam, and this is episode 10 of our series, Since Christians Ignore That Messes Up. This would be episode 42. That's right. We got it right. Finally. All of our podcast episodes ever, but out of the series that we're doing, this is episode 10. This is the final episode final one of, the of series. Since Christians Ignore That Messes Up. Final one of the series, and then we've yes. got 10 more until we have hit our one-year mark. Yes. So we're on episode 42. Isn't that crazy? So it'll be 52 full weeks here in about 10 more weeks. Wow. And so this is the last one and um we'll tell you let's just we'll tell you at the end right what we're doing next okay right sounds good yeah yeah. because that'll give us the time while we're talking teaser. here right to kind of set it up so yeah, yeah, yeah. or figure it out yeah. right chloe so, and i don't really know what we're talking about next so we're gonna figure it out we while have like we're a general idea <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty close <laughs> so last week's episode we had a very special guest Allie crabs was on here talking with us about busyness and what that looks like for her yeah, if you um, missed that, go take a look at yes. it. Um, and actually, her husband, Josh, was on the podcast weeks ago as yes. well. Um, and Josh and Allie are missionaries in the Dominican Republic with Casas Por Cristo, who yes. we, we partner with and build houses um, for those that don't have houses through the local church. Right. Um, it's a really amazing ministry. And so we had them visiting us in America. Um, uh, of course, we're in America, but we right. we had, we had them visiting us, um, and Josh was taught a Sunday for us at the church, and um, so we decided to have Allie instead on the podcast. Yes. So you can go back and check that out. And Definitely. she was talking, giving us a, you know sort of a different little different perspective on um, busyness being a sin that mm-hmm. we ignore a lot. Yep, um, and I for sure need to listen to the episode mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> it's been that's always been one for me you know if you are a type a person if you are a perfectionist you are aware that your busyness is probably a sin that you're missing it's not necessarily one you're ignoring well you you know it but you still ignore it right um, not doing then, anything about it but then a lot of people that aren't those type a's um you may not even realize you may not even be aware that it is that, that it is uh, messing you up yeah that you are busier than you probably ever thought you would be. Right. And you notice that, you know that this is one of them, the busyness thing. Because when people, now when we say, like, um, you run into somebody, you're like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm good. And then, you know, if they give you anything other than I'm fine, right? Because our, our go-to is I'm fine. Right. But if they give you anything more than that, the follow-up is busy. Well, I'm busy. I'm right, just right. so busy. Right. Yes. Things are good. I'm just... It's just such a busy time, right? I mean, that's just what we all, and we, everybody says this. Yep. Everybody. I can only actually think of a few people who um, don't refer to that, and they are usually um, older, very peaceful type people who, like I'm thinking of my dad, for example, who would never say, you would never hear him say, oh, I'm just so busy, right. ever. In his whole life, even times where he was busy. So, um, anyway, you know that it's a it's a thing that everybody struggles with because everybody refers to how busy they are. Yep. Um, and in a world where we have everything in the world to help us 
be more on top of it and less busy. It just made us more busy. Yep. Right. You know, all these tools that were supposed to help us. There's an app for everything. And all that. And what that tells you too, is that none of the tools or progression of technology, um, or the comforts of man, like we talked about a episode before last, um, are ever going to solve the problem. They're, they're not going to solve your business problem. There's a deeper thing that you're going to pay attention to solve that. The, the, all that stuff is just going to create more business if you don't really fix the real problem. So, yep. yep. Anyway. All right. So we're in the last one today. Yes. Final episode of the series. And so number, the number 10, the number 10 of sins Christians ignore that mess you up is what Chloe fear and anxiety, fear and anxiety, or we'll throw in the word worry. Yep. Right. So fear, anxiety, worry, we're going to lump those all together. Although they are kind of different, um, but the vast majority of anxiety and worry in our life roots back to fear. Um, and so let, let's just be clear right off the bat that um, I am not saying that mental illness um, or, or you know, psychological struggles are sin. Right. So this is coming from, so that you know that there's no judgment here and that you know more about me. This is coming from a person who has struggled with anxiety my whole life, basically, but specifically from about age 10 on or so, somewhere around that range where you start to, I don't know, grow up, right? And I have been quite public about my anxiety struggles and issues, um, at least in the last 10 years. Um, Prior to that, I felt like I needed to hide it. And so it's even when I was a pastor before and, um, you know, before where we, before the church we planted, before Union, um, when I was a youth pastor and all that stuff, I thought that I couldn't tell anybody that I had anxiety, right? Mm. And so I had to hide it. And I remember the first time that I went to counseling for it, um, by the way, so, so here you hear me saying this, I've been to counseling multiple times in my life um, for extended periods of time and for various different things. Um, Valerie and I have been to marriage counseling. Right. As as a pastor, I've been to marriage counseling. And so I just want to make sure that everybody hears that. So, you know, one, we're all on the same page and those things are good. Um, But almost er the the result of almost all that counseling was focused in on anxiety. And then I have had multiple times in my life where I have been on medication for anxiety as a pastor. Um, And so. What what I'm trying to point out, I guess, is that there were plenty of times where I wanted to hide that, where I thought I needed to hide that, that that people weren't supposed to see that, that we we're supposed to have it. It was it was supposed to be this. It was this thing that was um, uh, shameful, mm-hmm. right? And it felt like you know that some of those things were, I don't know, sin. Um, and I do think that there were times and periods where it was actual medical conditions in my case that required. Um, medication mm-hmm. and therapy yep. that that part of that is not sin. Right. I do think there's some root of sin in all those things, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, so there are some medical conditions that require, you know, medication and therapy and those kind of things. Just like, you know, if you had a, a broke arm and you went and got it fixed, that would not be, you know, you might've been sinning when you broke your arm, but the act of actually having a sinful arm is not I mean, a broken arm is not sinful. Right, right, that makes right, sense? right, right, right. So I'm not proposing in any way as we talk through this that people who suffer from um, those medical conditions um, or illnesses of the brain and the psyche are sinning. That's not what I'm saying, 
right? So let's just make sure we're clear up front. Does that make sense, Chloe? Yes, that, it makes total sense. It's a good clarification. Because yes. I think that, that the good thing is is that we are in a state um, – that we are that is much more okay to talk about fear, anxiety, and worry, mm-hmm. um, and it's okay to seek counseling and it's okay to have medication for those things. We're in a much better place for that. I would say, like your generation, mm-hmm. um, we're very ha- open about it, and and it seems to be something that's really been talked about a whole lot in the last couple of years too, mm-hmm. with this whole. COVID thing going on mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you know, and the disruption of various different things in the world, not just yes. COVID. You had you had a tremendous amount of social unrest. You have a lot of racial-related tension going on and still happening now because um, I don't want to be dismissive and act like it's just disappeared. Um, and then you have all kinds of uh, political unrest and all kinds of stuff happening. Yep. So with all that mess, um, there's been a, I think, a propensity of people to talk about um anxiety and fear and worry on a level that I've never seen. So I think that's positive, yeah. right? I think so, so, I th- too. so I think it's a good thing. Yeah. So I think your generation being willing to talk about it more, being open about it, it being something that's a common human experience yeah. instead of don't talk about that, hide it on the rug or yeah. that person's crazy, yeah. right? So, you know, the person who has a panic attack is all of a sudden insane. That's what it used to be. Right. That's a crazy person. Which is insane. Which is insane that we would ever do that because, hey, hello, once again, Adam Cook here. I've had multiple ones. Right. Right. I mean, for no reason. Like I I have had I've had moments where we have been at church in the middle of an event that I didn't have anything to do about. All I was supposed to do was walk around and be me. Right. Right. And so um, like we've had we do um, our mission at Union is love God, love people, prove it. And so we do mission related things. We call them prove it events. Mm hmm where we have a chance to serve people and prove to the world that we do love God and we do love his people. And so I remember one time um, that we were having a, uh, a private event. It was like a free yard sale or something like that several, several years ago. And my job on the list of all the jobs was to walk around and talk to people. That was right. all I was supposed to do, right? Right. And so um, I'm doing my job. I have no stake in the event. Like, I don't have a thing that I have to do to pull something off. There's no pressure or whatever, right? So my job is to walk around and talk. And by the way, that's what I do best. (laughs) And so, (laughs) matter of fact, it could be argued that that's all I do. It's just talk. (laughs) This job is to talk. That's pretty much it. If you had to sum it down to one word, that's pretty much what it is. And so um, in the middle of it, I just feel this wave of anxiety that just comes on out of nowhere and it's full-blown like panic i remember going back into the church telling everybody i had to go to the bathroom in the bathroom and i texted my wife and i texted another lady who works for us and i said i'm not coming back out for a while i'm having extreme anxiety and like a panic attack happening in that moment you know um and i've had plenty of them and so it used to be that 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 was seen as crazy and so I'm glad that we're coming around to now where it's not. Yeah. And it's just part of our human condition just as much as, you know, getting gout in your foot or whatever it may be, right? right? Arthritis or something. It just kind of happens. Yeah. And so um, what I'm talking about in this, though, is talking about the fear and anxiety that we bring on ourselves by worrying about things that are outside of our control. Yeah. You know. Because there's parts of everything that you can, maybe not everything, there's parts of most things that you do have some level of control and you can choose what you do with it. But there's so many things that are, um, that we can 
obsess on to a point to where all that's completely outside of our control, and yet we are we are bringing all this fear and anxiety on ourselves because we're worrying about things that we can absolutely do nothing about. Now, we can pray about them for sure, no matter what. I mean, you can literally pray about everything. Um, we can submit those things to God. We can do multiple things like that, but when it comes to actually the outcome of those things, it's outside of our control. And so that's the kind of fear and anxiety I'm talking about, um, is worrying about things that are kind of outside of our control. And so, I mean, there's so many examples of this. Um, You can vote, and you should vote, but politics are kind of outside of your control, more than likely. Now, you can also decide to run for local office and you can get involved in campaign trails and there's ways in which you can get involved in it. But a lot of that stuff, we're worrying about things that go along with that that are outside of our control. The total outcome is another. I mean, right. You know, I mean, and then just so many pieces to it. Yeah. Um, Money. You can focus in on money and you can do those things, but whether the inflation rate is going to continue to increase and housing prices are going to go up or whether or not the the comp, comp, the country is going to rupture because of the amount of national debt or, you know, I mean, I could just keep going all day, yeah. um, whether the stock market is going to crash or whether or not you're going to, you know, whether or not your job is, is completely, totally secure for the rest of your life. Like, you worry about stuff that, that's not going to do anything. You can't control any of the outcomes of it. Yeah. And it just starts to cause all this worry, confusion. So that's the sin that we're talking about. So when we create this worry about things that we shouldn't be worrying about, not saying that we shouldn't be inactive, but when we're worrying about those things, that's when it starts to roll over into a sinful territory. right? Yeah. And so that's why I said earlier that there's a piece of all – fear and anxiety and worry, even those in which, like for me, that I've had to have medication for, there's a piece of all that that roots back into sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of thing we're talking about, right? And so politics, money, like here's a here's a random example that could happen or maybe could never happen, or maybe you felt it happen recently. This extreme fear and worry about some disease that you might or might not catch. You know, Never or some, some virus you no, might or might not catch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and I, and I, so once again, I'm not saying that you abstain from action. Right. There's all kinds of actions that you could and should do right. to be a part of that right. process, right? right? To be a part of eliminating pieces of the fear and the anxiety. But at the end of the day, can you really control whether you're going to catch it right. or whether it's going to affect you? Uh, significantly or insignificantly. I mean, you just really can't, right? And so as Christians, it's more than just we ought not to worry, right? It's more than that. Um, It's not that we ought not to. It's that we're actually told not to. Yeah. And so I'm a firm believer where, and I think that if you – as we study and pay attention to the Word, this this is how we ought to study the Word. If the Bible is clear on it, you are called to obedience. And so there are lots of places where it's going to be difficult to figure out whether the Bible is completely clear when it comes to God's will in your life. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible is not going to tell you whether or not you should marry that particular guy. It might give you some principal guidance. It's not going to tell you whether or not you should take that job or whether you should buy that house, you know, or whether you should you know, go back to school or I can just keep making them all day. It's not going to give you complete total guidance on what you should name your child and, you know, all these kind of things. But there are plenty of places where the Bible is very clear. 
And so where it is clear, we are commanded to be obedient to it, whether we agree with it or not, whether we can fully see it fully or not. And so, you know, as Christians, it's not that we shouldn't, you just, we ought not to worry. That's not it. Like we're commanded not to. And, and, and you have to look at a whole big picture of this and we'll get into it in a minute. I'll show you the command or one of them. There's actually a lot. Um, if Jesus died and rose again, what difference does any of the rest of that stuff make? Like at the end of the day, if you, if if the core of your belief is that you are sinful, um, there is no hope for you whatsoever, and there's Jesus, and outside of Him there's no hope, there's no whatever, and then Jesus is here, and then all of a sudden you are made into a child of God. And Jesus rises from the dead, conquers your sin, conquers death, gives you sonship, daughtership into the kingdom, and a life forever. What difference does the rest of that stuff make? And so it's sort of a centering of if your eyes are not focused on the fact that Jesus has risen from the grave, if your eyes aren't focused there, then you're going to worry. Which means, though, if your eyes aren't focused there... You're sinning because the command is to focus, fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of our faith, right? It means he wrote it, he wrote the whole thing, and he edited it, and he fixed it, and he finalized it, and he published it, right? <laughs> so, so Jesus is the writer, the author, the editor, and the self-publisher, right? Yep. He did it all. And so we're supposed to pay attention, fix our eyes, grow there, be focused towards there. Everything is is hinging on towards Jesus. And so when we don't fix our eyes on that stuff, then um, we worry. And so the root comes in there is what I'm saying. And so that's what Jesus is getting at in Matthew 6. Um, Chloe has that, I think. Yes, I do. That's what he's getting at here. And this is a big piece of scripture that is used a lot about fear and anxiety and worry. Right. Um, What's funny is, is the the actual focus of the scripture is talking about money. But go ahead. All right. So it's Matthew six twenty five through twenty seven. Says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air; they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? All right, answer the question. Answer it. You want yeah, me to answer? Yeah. Who of us, by worrying, None can add a day to our life? Nobody. Who of us, by worrying about any little thing, can extend our existence? Yeah. Can can you know fix things that are going to take us out? That's the that's the kind of the focus of what he's saying there. I mean, none of us, nobody can do that. So what Jesus is pointing out is is it's kind of pointless to focus on anything but me. Yeah. Because because so here's here's the big goal here. Here's a big thing here in that in that teaching. What can add a day onto your life? What can extend your life into perpetuity? That's a big word. <laughs> you like that, didn't you? <laughs> what Perpetuity does it mean? means continuing on forever. Ah, gotcha. So, like, um, ha- most of the taxes that we get, they're in perpetuity. They never oh. go away, right? <laughs> Be careful when you vote for tax increases <laughs> that don't have an expiration date, because what that means is in perpetuity. perpetuity. Who or what has the ability to extend your life into forever? Jesus. That's it, right? (laughs) 
So, so yeah. the, the thought there is, is like, who by worrying can add a day? Yeah. Nobody. But guess who can? Right? Me. And so you focus on me. You, mm-hmm. that's, that's, your, that's your main key, your main focus. I rose from the dead, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, I wrote your faith. I perfected it. You know, all those things. That's me. And so if you focus, you have to focus on me not anything else. And so this idea of worrying, he's sitting there saying, don't worry about all these things. What's crazy about this verse, we're not going to get into this. What's crazy about it is, is that if you go up and look at the progression of the teaching that Jesus is doing, it's all rooted on money. So when he gets to the end of this thing, and so we can take money and just don't just use the, don't just use money. Use like possessions, your own security, Mm -hmm. right? You know, all those kind of things. Um, you get to the end of this, he goes, therefore, don't worry, right? Don't worry about these things. So if you do what you're supposed to do with your security, then you don't have to worry about these things in your life. That's the whole focus of the verse, yeah. um, which is pretty challenging. I mean, he's sitting there saying, don't worry. And so once again, the focus has got to be on Jesus and not on these other things. So if you, fa- if you take your focus off of Jesus, then you are... You're worrying about stuff that's outside of your control. Yeah. You know, that's the whole focus here. And that is sinful for us. When every time we do that, so we take our eyes off Jesus, we end up worrying about all this crap. That's why worry ends up being fear, anxiety ends up being this sin that's messing us up. Because why is it messing us up? Because our eyes are off of Jesus to begin with, right? That's the whole yeah. idea. So we don't have to worry about how much money we have. We don't have to worry about these basic levels of necessities like these things that he's talking about, right? Because God loves you. He's going to provide those things for you, even if it's not how you wanted it to be. Right? That's the whole yeah. big focus here. But regardless, you can't add any time to your life by worrying in the first place. And so Jesus is telling us as Christ followers, he's talking specifically to his followers in this moment, that you cannot worry. You're not. It's not that you ought not to do it. It's that you should not do it. Do not do it. Like there's a command here, therefore do not worry, right? Don't worry about anything. So we don't need to worry about how much money we have. We don't have to worry about what happens to this country. I know that we're all very concerned with that, and you can be concerned without it turning into sinful worriness, right? There's a line that you cross between caring and worrying. You care and you go, okay, I'm going to be a good citizen. You were commanded to do that too. Um, as a matter of fact, you can go read First uh, Peter and find out that as Christians, we are to live as exiles in the country, but we're to still care and pray for the country and be concerned about it. But the mindset, the, the thought is that we're not citizens of this country. We're citizens of a different nation. And so we care. We're concerned. We're involved. We are good citizens. But we go to bed at night knowing Jesus got out the grave. So what the heck difference does it make however this lines up in the, in the end, right? So I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to be the best citizen I can be, but I don't have to worry about what happens to this country because yeah. in the end, my eyes are focused on Jesus, and he got out of the grave, right? Yeah. The tomb is empty. Um, we don't have to worry about what illness we might get in the future. It's not to say that we don't, we're not responsible. That's not right. what I'm saying. Um, there's a lot of people right now, that's where they're acting, Right. Don't worry about this disease or illness or virus or whatever and be irresponsible. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that at all, right? Not at all. Just saying at the end of the day, and listen to how Jesus says that statement. At the end of the day, nobody but Jesus has the power to make any impactful change on your life. Yep. Nothing. Nobody else. And so we literally then, literally, 
and I'm using the word literally correctly instead of the way that some people use today, and I've done it plenty of times too. I use it. We literally have nothing to fear. That's what Jesus is saying. You don't have anything to be worried about because I got out of the grave and you're mine. You don't have anything to worry about. So the, the idea of what we've got to see as Christians is the idea that we are saved by grace through faith, covered in the blood of Jesus. The greatest thing we had to worry about is gone. Yeah. Right? And so because of that promise, there is nothing for us to worry about. The a cool fact about the Bible, you may have heard this before, I don't know, but the in in different in different iterations, but do not fear is stated in the scriptures three hundred and sixty five times. Yep. Now let me just give a disclaimer that I have never gone and counted them myself, right? Um, but I take this pretty common knowledge. Three hundred and sixty five times. Now I want you to think about that for just a second. What other number what other thing do we hear when we think of 365 times? So when we say 365, mm-hmm. nobody goes, how many times the Bible says do not fear? When right. we say 365, we go what, Chloe? How many days in the year? How many year? days in the year, yeah. right? And so literally we've got this promise, and I don't know if this is why it's in there, but it's pretty darn cool if that's the case. We've got this this command, do not worry, do not fear, which is tied to a promise. See, that's the thing I think we forget, too, in like doing this whole series we've talked to. We forget that these commandments for us to avoid these sinning sins are also tied to promises, right? There's a promise on the other side of that command. You know, when we're told, when we're told things like, don't be gluttonous, it's because there's a promise that God has us, right? right. You know, there's always a promise tied to it. And so when we're looking at this whole do not fear thing, there's a promise tied to the fact of you're commanded not to fear because God has said, I have solved your greatest problem, right? That completely dwarfs any other problem in life. The, the problem that we have of sin and being separated from God is the greatest problem that we have as human beings, and it has been solved by Jesus. Right. And it dwarfs all the other ones. So if you could think about like all the worries and the problems we have in our lives— as like trees, I'm picking something random, and I'm and I'm a country boy, so I think of trees, trees a lot. If you pick trees, those are all our problems. They're various different sizes. You got little bitty little trees. You got great big trees. You got all this kind of stuff. And then the problem of us being separated from God and sinful and needing a savior. That tree is the biggest tree that any tree has ever been made, right? It's the it's the biggest of all trees ever. It's like a hundred times taller than the tallest tree. Right. In other words, it dwarfs all our other problems when we compare them. And so what Jesus is saying is, is I have solved the biggest problem that you could ever have, which should basically make you not even pay attention to any other worries and problems, right? Yeah. That's what he's, that's what he's really talking about. Yeah. And so that whole idea of do not fear tied to the promise of Jesus solving that problem has, is in Scripture 365 times. Like, Kind of like we must need a daily reminder, right, that yep. the worries that you're going to face in a day, the issues that are going to come up, the things that are outside of your control, and there is going to be tons, and there's going to be more and more and more. You know, they're going to come up every day, and yet you need to be reminded once again 
do not fear. Do not fear. And see, I'm the one that needs the why. Right? So that's why I spent all this time talking about, um, and I didn't plan it. That's why I spent all this time talking about God saying that he's fixed this biggest problem. Right. It's because I need the why. So when I read in scripture, okay, 365 times every single day, I need to be reminded and commanded by God to not fear. I need to go, why? Why do I not fear? This stuff seems scary to me. This stuff is worrying me. This stuff is giving me fear and anxiety. What's happening in our country scares the mess out of me. What's happening in our in you know in our political system scares the mess out of me. What's happening with with race relations in the country? It scares the mess out of me. Like it really bothers me. I lose sleep over all this. Why do I need to not fear about that? Because it seems like it's really scary. Yeah. And then I have to go back to the why. The why is because I've solved your biggest problem. Yeah. And that problem dwarfs everything. And so if I got out of the grave and have conquered that issue for you, what else is there to worry about then? In other words, you can put those things in a compartment. You know, um, men do this better than women on the whole. Um, but it's called compartmentalization, where we compartmentalize stuff. Right, we just take it when we're thinking of those thoughts, those problems, those issues, whatever. We stick them in a compartment. Mm-hmm. God actually wants us to do this more so when it comes to these worries and these fears. Is you got to be able to stick them into the compartment. And so the compartment is, um, I'm going to stick that over here into the. Well, Jesus has got me, so I can go to sleep tonight. I can rest, you know, because yeah. He's covered all these things. So. I think that when we're talking about fear and anxiety, one, let's revisit it real fast and we're going to wrap up. There are mental conditions that lead to anxiety um, that are going to require therapy and medication and all those things. And that's all godly, by the way. And that's not necessarily what we mean when we say sinning. What we're really referring to is all the things that we worry about that's outside of their control where we are not focusing our eyes on Jesus who has fixed the biggest problem that we would have yeah. and, and viewing our problems. We're not viewing our problems in light of what size they really are yeah. compared to that bigger problem. Yeah. That making sense. Yes. So Absolutely. that's sort of the big thought here. And so the idea is to, is to say to yourself, I am sinning mm-hmm. when I am looking at these other things and worrying about them yeah. instead of looking at Jesus. And I am commanded not to fear over and over and over again, but that fear is tied, that do not fear commandment is tied to a promise. That's what you got to go back to over yeah. and over again. So, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, pretty quick, but, pretty fast kind of punch at it. It's really not as quick as you think it was. Talked more than we thought. Yeah, yeah, 30 minutes. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good though. That's, but we've been, we've been hammering this series um, yes. so much. And by the way, I will say that you guys that are listening, if you want to talk more about anxiety, therapy, medication, stuff like that with regard to it. I'm an open book with these things. And so you can message us on the page. You can you can say, hey, I want to talk more about this. And we'll we'll put together a short series on this yes. and talk more about it. Yes. Um, I'm all about talking about this topic because yeah. I don't like the fact that I spent so much of my life um, struggling with something that I felt like was bad and taboo and hidden um, when – Jesus is there for that too, and there are people that are struggling with in the church, and it's part of our messy walks. Yes, and we're going to talk absolutely. about it if we need to. Yeah. So it helps other people not feel as alone either when we talk about like yeah, because I personally struggle with it too. I've mentioned it briefly. Mm-hmm. You have quite a few episodes yeah. ago, but yeah, it helps other people. Like when you speak out about, it, they're like, oh, 
you, a Christian, also struggle? And you're like, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I really and I, do. I think there's a lot of healing in, and we know this scripturally, I think there's a lot of healing in just mentioning it, mm-hmm. in stating it and saying it out loud, mm-hmm. especially Definitely. with other brothers and sisters, because we can comfort each other, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, and then also help help spur each other on, right? Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of healing that just comes from being able to articulate. That's why that's why a lot of these issues mentally, not all of them, a lot of them are um, improved and sometimes sometimes healed through uh, therapy. Yes. And through group therapy and through Absolutely. discussion it to discussing it together. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's where a lot of it comes from. After I talk about it is the times yeah. where I find the most like <sighs> like Especially, it doesn't always solve everything, but I just feel like I can like take a deep breath. Like I can like live again. Yeah, basically. And especially <laughs> if you're talking about it with somebody who is sitting there going, yeah, me too. Yes. And then here's what I've done, or here's this person I've seen, or here's this book that I've read. Right. Here's these prayers that I pray. Here's this piece of scripture that I have found solace in, mm-hmm. you know, like most of the time, the way that that scripture we brought up today from Matthew comes up is it's people going, yeah, so I focus on when my anxiety gets crazy, when I get to worry about all these things, I focus on this scripture. Yeah. Well, what Jesus says here, you know. Yeah. And then you, you think about that question he has at the end. How can you add any days to your life? Who can add, Which one of you can add days to your life by worrying? We say that to each other all the time, too, when yeah. we're comforting somebody. We don't even realize we're quoting Jesus. And we'll go, yeah, but worrying about this is not going to do anything for you. Yeah. Like, you, you can. I hear you that you're worrying about it. I validate that you're worrying about right. it. That's what Jesus is doing too. Right. But it's not going to help you. No. And so we say anything. that to each other. What's it going to change? We help each other process through it. All we're doing is using the same logic and scripture that Jesus is referring to. Yeah. That's it. It's true. So when we talk about it out loud, which is really all we're trying to do with this whole podcast, not just this session, it's just talk about these things out loud that help us all continue on this walk. Yeah. You know. True. Very yeah. true. But it's been a guys. fun series. Yes, yeah. it has been a very fun series. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't gotten to hear all of the episodes from this series, I highly recommend you go back and just start with one and work your way through all 10 of them because they have been really good, really challenging. Something to take away from each of them, practical ways to deal with each of them. I agree. Uh, I, I, count- I thought you were. I, I thought was I was counting. saying something wrong. No, no, you did right. I was counting. I was going. So he was making a face. I was like, oh. It's forty. So this is episode forty-two, and there was ten of them. So yes. I, your instinct is to say, or my instinct is to say, go back and start at verse uh, at episode thirty-two. But that's not true. It's episode thirty-three. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Starting right. with episode thirty-three. There you go. Yeah, there I was you counting. Go. I threw yeah, you yeah. off. Yeah, I really. I was like, oh gosh, oh no. <laughs> um. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in. Oh, wait, you said you were going to give a little teaser yeah, yeah, yeah. about let's what we're talking a, about let's next. Let's give a teaser about yeah. the next one. So what we're going to be talking about next time, we think it will take us six sessions, but we're usually wrong about that. Six episodes. <laughs> we're usually wrong in general. Sessions, six kidding. episodes. We're usually wrong. So my guess is eight. <laughs> but right now we're saying six. Right. Of um, all the, the relationships that we all need. Relationships that every Christian needs, but really it's relationships that every person, every human mm-hmm. being needs. Um, and it's been driven out of something I'll share with you when we kick it off of me learning the relationships that every pastor needs. Yeah. And so there's six of them. We're going to go through those relationships. And just so you know, right off the bat, I'm struggling significantly with a couple of them. Mm. Right. So um, we're going to talk through those relationships that you need to have in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to do gonna next. It's going to be good. Yeah, so, it's going to be a good one. And yeah, by the way, none of those next. relationships say... Um, 
boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, nope. just so you know. <laughs> so right? they apply to everybody. <laughs> no, no, say that. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So be sure to tune in next week when we start that new series. Um, be sure to follow us on social media and don't forget to leave a review. If you've been listening to the Please podcast do, yes. and you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave a review. If you don't like what you're hearing, I guess you can also leave a review. No, don't we can't, leave a review. Really, we we can't really tell them what to do. Sure we can. They just don't want to listen. <laughs> if you hate this, please don't review it. <laughs> don't make us feel bad. Um, but yeah, be sure to leave a review and join us again next week for and another we'll see conversation. You next week. Yeah, have a great week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.